the back porch conjure. This is Ifa Abeo, aka Donna. And I put that side note out there because when I go places, I go as Ifa Abeo, right? Which is great. And you can tell people, they go, hey, you know, what's up, Ifa Abeo? Okay. But then you have those people that think that they're giving tea or for real, and it's not in my head, think that they're telling something or, well, I knew her when she was Donna, because most people don't ever want to see change and growth. So I remember someone said, oh, I'm going to call you Donna. That's going to get you mad. I said, no, why? That's my name. (laughs) I'm going to always call you Donna. So there's three people that constantly, no matter what, I can be in a crowd, I can be teaching, I can be doing all of that. And everybody in the room would be like, hey, Ifa Bayo, or Ifa, hey, Bayo. They got to come. <laughs> hey, Donna. <laughs> I remember her when. 
and I embrace them still. And that pisses them off. And when they go, I remember when girl, when you was a girl, oh my God, all the things you do. And I hug them and say, growth is real. I did that when I was 19. I'm 50 something now. And if you still think that I'm doing that, then I need to check myself. But I no longer do that. And they get so mad. Three things happen. They stop talking. They go, oh, yeah, you're right, you're right. And they catch an attitude and leave. Or they sit there with a scrounge on their face like, well, you know, we all grow up. And you be like, but I didn't do anything wrong. So every time I introduce myself, Ifi Bayo, a.k.a. Donna, because I don't have nothing to hide. I know who I am. I'm not a character. I didn't get built. I was birthed. So I know who I am. And I'm grateful for who I am. And I'm grateful for the growth from where I used to be and where I'm going and where I am now. I'm grateful every day of my life. Grateful. So pull up a chair, cop a squat, get a towel, a blanket, a pillow, sit down, grab you some tea, some water, some coffee, whatever it is, grab you something. Shit, it's three o'clock somewhere. Get your drink on. I don't discriminate. And as one of my friends said, I don't don't, um, drink uh, liquor. Well, then get your smoke on. If you got to do an early morning wake and bake to hear me, go right ahead, Putin. I don't discriminate. That's your life. And I want you to be happy to live it. Whatever you do to get you going in the morning, by all means, do it. But before you do anything, before them feet hit the floor, before you brush your teeth, because a dirty mouth is an honest mouth, give thanks. Give thanks that you woke up. That's the best thing in the world. Give thanks because you woke up. Well, first of all, shout out to Detroit for having me. Oh, my babies, we had a good fucking time. Learned a lot. Learned a hell of a lot. Learned a lot about myself. Learned a lot about others. Gave space for others to not be ashamed or afraid to ask questions. To ask them, are they happy? And for them asking me, am I happy? I mean, it was amazing. Shout out to Yvette the Motown Witch for welcoming me and for all the sisters that were there representing, even the brothers. I give thanks. I give thanks for them goddamn donuts. Baby, I know I'm a Krispy Kreme fan because I'm South. But honey, Detroit got a set of donuts that's just as equal. Baby, you will, you will swallow them. You, just like goddamn Krispy Kreme, you going to swallow those goddamn donuts. Baby. Yvette don't know. When I come back down there, because she having her witches um, ball in October, I'm bringing me a, a box back. I, I don't care. I don't care. I'm bringing me a box back. I know she lying. I'm getting my goddamn donuts. I know she lying because I'm coming. I'm coming. But I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it each and every day. I do love it. I love what I do. I'm grateful. I am grateful. And this, you know, <laughs> side note. I remember Ibae, this is about my godfather, right? Ifa Segun, before he passed away. They had a um, a Misa. It was the last Misa I went to. And he sat there 
and a tear fell out of his eye like he was crying. He looked at me and he said, first my godmother said, a prophet is never honored in their homeland. And I said, oh, okay, okay. He started crying and he was wiping his eyes. i never forget this. He said, yo, D, no matter what, my godfather always called. He didn't say, yeah, well, when my godmother was in the room, um, when she wasn't, he, D, he'd be like, yo, D, like, he was the coolest, suavest, coolest motherfucker I met. Met my pops was first, and then he came. When my kids met him, they was like, yo, he reminded us of granddaddy. I said, I know, right? For real. He he just reminded me of my pops. Like, I was so cool with that part. He looked at me and he said, Yo, D, you gonna travel, man. You gonna be in places, man. You you never dreamed you were going. He said, Yo, and you gonna move. He said, I'm gonna miss you. I'm gonna miss the shit out of you. And I looked and I was like, man, from your mouth to God's ears. And when I saw him wipe that tear, he said, watch, you're going to be places that you would never dream you would be at. I've never dreamed that I would be in Vegas. I've never dreamed I'd be in Denver. Shit, I never, I've been through Detroit, but I didn't stay. I've never would have thought I would have went to Haiti. Like these are places Bahamas, like D.C., like to really go and see, you know what I'm saying, and teach. No, because you know what people would tell me? What you got to teach about? Ain't nobody going to listen to you, even when I opened up my shop. Oh, ain't nobody going to come and buy nothing. Oh, you're going to fail. Girl, be happy. Get on welfare, raise those kids, find you a man, and that's it. That was the speech I got every day of my life. Every day. Oh, girl, you want too much. And the same people, the same people that told me that are doing the shit they told me to do. Sit down. Don't move. Get a man. Doesn't matter. Piece of man is better than no man at all. You don't need to do that. And they don't go nowhere. The same people are still doing the same thing. I told my daughter the other day because she was upset about one of her, her friends well, her so-called friend, because I, I call him as I see him. I said, why are you worrying about recycled people? This is what I call recycled people. Those people that talk shit about the people they hang with, say they don't be with them, and, when, and they're scared to move. They're scared to venture out. They're scared to do anything. They don't want to challenge themselves. They'd rather get up, smoke, pop shit about people, sit on the bench, or... Go on the boulevard, um, um, yeah, and talk about people. Go to people's houses, talk about them. Say they don't fuck with them, and then next week or within two months, they back with the same people they talk about. Those are recycled people. They just constantly on that fucking hamster wheel doing the same thing over and over. No change. Now, they'll call you and complain, oh, I hate my life. Oh, my God, my baby daddy get on my nerves. But they don't do nothing to change it. Recycle. All they do is take those fucking pro them problems and recycle them to new shit. Those are the people I stay away from. I don't give a fuck. I stay away from. I, I don't. No, no, no. The energy and everything is off. I And I have no regrets. I don't. I don't have no regrets. So her friend, or so-called friend, let me call him what it is, <clears throat> would call her, right? And... 
she'll be like, oh, yeah, so what's going on? And my daughter, because, you know, she thinks everybody's a friend. I love her. She tells her, oh, yeah, girl, I'm going through this. I'm going through that. Oh, yeah, that's fucked up. That's fucked up. You Can you cash at me something? You know? Now, mind you, she got a whole fucking baby daddy living well. Popping shit, telling her all about all the things that's going on over there. But then at the end, it's always the same. Girl, you need to cash at me something. What, what you got? Just a little bit. I'm looking at my daughter like, didn't I teach you? I understand cup overflowing. But your cup has to be full first. Anything outside the cup, whatever you have left over, if you want to share with others, great. But you can't sacrifice what's in your cup to give to somebody because then that makes them a thief and a liar. Don't. No. She got a whole baby daddy. She got a whole bunch of people around her. You don't need to give her. You don't need to buy a friend. So, because <laughs> how I know, she used to do the same to me. Hey, mama. Hey, can you catch up? What? Now, mind you, I was in the car with my good girlfriend, and my good girlfriend was saying, had said, uh, she was like, oh, wow, you know, sis, you're going to do A, B, and C. She looked in the mirror, in her rearview mirror, and saw the girl's face. She looked at me. She said, yo, you know, I never steer you wrong. Shout out to Bam for that. She said, I never steer you wrong. She said, but that, that right there, leave that the fuck alone. And I said, oh, okay. So I noticed every time she'll call, she'll want some. I stopped picking up. <laughs> I don't owe you an explanation. I just stopped picking up. I'm not your personal bank. I'm not your cash register. I'm not your, your cash app uh, register. Nah, player, not me. I give thanks to my daughter as well for the journey she has. She took her, her pain and hurt and used it as fuel. She went, got a job. She got her apartment. She made sure she furnished it. And she's doing well. She is doing well, and I'm grateful for that. If I don't give credit to myself about my children, the one thing I will say, that fire that lights, that burns in me, also burn in them. And they wouldn't have had it unless they had an example to see that no matter what obstacles are come your way, you might sh shake, you might stumble. Hell, you might fall down one or two times. Don't lay there. Get your ass up. Let that fire burn and go and do what you need to do. Because I told them all the time, and I keep telling them, I lived in this world without y'all. You've never lived in this world without me. So I need to prepare you, even while I'm alive. Act like I'm not here at times. Because I need you to stand on your own. I need you to maneuver through this life. I need you to stand in front of that obstacle, knock it down, go around it, burn it, destroy it, push it to the side, however, but don't let it stop you. I need you to understand that people are going to come in your life. Some of them are there to deter you, to move you out the way, to uproot you. I don't need you to let those people succeed. It's always room at the pity table. 
The hardest part is removing yourself from that motherfucker and the people that sit around it. So I made sure. I don't care who it is. You are a human being. I birthed you to be great and always be better than me. I birthed you for that. Don't allow no one to stop you. No one. And I need you to pass that fire to your children. Child, my grandchildren, I tell everybody, I may not be the world's greatest mom, but I'm a fucking awesome grandmother. I show them. Mm-mm. And they know who I am. They know of Arisha and Egun. All of them. Because I'm going to make sure. The, the most side note before I get to my topic. The most horrendous thing I heard. Right? And this was from, i never forget. It was from a good girlfriend of mine. Her mother passed away. Her mother was spiritual. I don't even know if her mother was crowned or not. Because they never found out about it. Like, their mother closed off that part of her. And she didn't show them. And they didn't know what to do with all her spiritual stuff. Um, the way they was describing it was like she was crowned. But they didn't know anything about it. Their grandkids, their kids, like none of that. That made me so hurtful, so sad. That I, right then and there, I made a commitment, a pact, a bond. My kids and my grandkids are going to know of my spiritual journey. When my ch- grandchildren come in, they go and greet Oshun. Matter of fact, And they go in there and greet her. I'm teaching them how to moyuba, even before they eat. Moyuba alofi, moyuba olodun, yeah. Moyuba olodumare. They are learning that. And they are six, five, and four. They learn that. They don't sit and say, uh, bless our food. No, we mow you by. And guess what? I'm teaching them at an early age, call them by their name. Call your ancestors by their name. We ain't walking up to nobody and say, spirit said. No, you better have a fucking name. If not, my grandkids going to punch you in your fucking throat. Don't come with some false message. We ain't doing that. Because when I go... They gonna say, what what's her name? Huh? No, what's her name? And you better not say Ifabeo. You better tell us her name. Her name and her Santo name. If she came to talk to you. Yes. It's like that. I love my godmother for that part. When people would come up to her, <laughs> I never forget what the first time I heard. I said, You could do that? She said, You heard me, right? The lady came up to her, she said, Oh. Maria, I got a message. She said, wait, before you <laughs> before you give me this message, it better have a name of whoever told you or whoever spirit told you, and it better be precise. It better be something that I need to hear. If not, I'm going to punch you in your throat. That lady turned around and didn't say nothing. I said, Adrina, you can say that? She said, you heard me, right? I said, okay. But I'm not mad because most people try to define you by your Facebook page or by your picture or what you post. And now all of a sudden, Spirit going to tell them something. Spirit can tell you that your kids were stealing your money or your man was cheating or your job was going to fire you. But Spirit can tell you about me. Oh, you need to clean yourself. Wait, hold on. Stop. 
I know you in real life. How spirit telling you about me cleaning myself for spirit? Can I tell you to get your life right? Baby, that magnifying glass is a motherfucker. But you better pick up that mirror. Oh, talk it to me one more time. I said, we ain't doing that. Don't do that. One girl, I never forget. She blocked me. She did. She blocked me. I was reading her. She was like, oh, I see. I said, hold on. Wait, stop. You see what? Even elders do that. Oh, let me tell you, because I'm a reader, so let me read you. I don't give a fuck. You paying me. Okay. Now, I would do out of respect because I thought, I thought, oh, they have years and I have to say loose. Whether they're wrong, I'm just going to say loose because I don't want to disrespect them. My godfather, today, he was like, oh, why? I love him for that. I love him that, no, not controversial. He's not. He's more of learning, learning, learn what you're doing, get to know what you're doing, learn where you come from, learn, knowledge is everything, and I love him for that, uh, you're gonna, you're gonna say they're right when they're wrong, no, 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 so I don't, I, I don't now, I don't, I used to, I don't. Oh, you know, the spirit said about, no, no, huh? No. Well, no, you, you can get mad. I, I don't care. I, one girl was like, oh, your, your God, your grandfather, he has white hair. No, my grandfather don't have no white hair. He never had white hair. I put a picture up of him. So they'll see my grandfather didn't have white hair. He's the old man with the machete. He loved knives. I always say Ogun was around me from the day I was born. That is fact. My grandfather, my father, all of them, they always had machetes and knives. They did. They worked endlessly. There's a saying that Shango Kabo Sile love the women, but Ogun takes care of them. My father, my grandfather, my uncles, all of them, they took care of their family. They took care of their family without a doubt. And they worked tirelessly. They worked. My father worked, and when he came home, he was a drummer. That's why I'd be like, Ogun and Shango, Cabo see, like, because my father was a drummer to his heart. He died with his drumsticks in his hand, just like he said. And we took a picture of that. He died with his drumsticks in his hand and got cremated with his drumsticks. Hey, side note, because I'm side noting it. I ain't, I ain't hear from y'all. So um, I remember when my father passed. God bless the day, right? Ebay, my homeboy went around telling everybody, right? <laughs> oh, I don't think she had insurance. So I called him. I said, no, baby, my father did have insurance. Oh, 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 you know, it's not foreign for black people to have life insurance. It's not foreign. It's not foreign that black folks can go and get therapy. It's not foreign for you to open up your own company. I don't give a fuck what you sell. You can sell fried green tomatoes at the side of the road. It's not foreign to love yourself. It's not foreign to have a mate and not post them every five minutes. It's not foreign to live a fucking life outside of social media. It's not foreign to say, no, I don't want to do that. It's not foreign to say, hey, I love my life without thinking you're bragging or feeling any regrets or anything. It's not foreign for that. 
But you will have those people that still vibrating on a low frequency. And they think it's foreign. It's not foreign to draw and have artwork in your house. It's not foreign to say, hey, I'm happy with a one bedroom. It's not foreign to say, hey, I'm going to buy a house. Oh, but it's only you. And? And? It's not foreign to better yourself. It's not foreign to want to do your hair, wear wigs and weaves or cut it off or wear natural or dreads or anything. Locks, forgive me. It's not foreign. It's not foreign. It's not foreign to take trips. It's not foreign to share your experience with the world. It's not foreign. It's not. But those low vibrating, low frequency folks, they will try to make you feel like it's foreign. But it's not. It's not foreign to talk to people and have conversations and network with people. It's okay and it's not foreign to have friends and not want to fuck them. It's not foreign. It's not foreign. Everything doesn't have to equal in sex at all. At all. It doesn't. It does not. I have a lot of male friends and I love them and cherish them beyond. And let them know, yo, brother, I love you. We ain't having sex. And if they think that, I make sure, hey, bro, it ain't about that. I love you just for you being you. Stay strong, black man. And I still love them. Because it's not foreign. It's not. Guess what, sisters? It's not foreign for your man to have female friends. And my brothers, it's not foreign for your your woman to have male friends. It's not foreign. Not everybody going to fuck each other. It's not foreign. And it's okay. It's okay. Deal with your insecurities. And it's not foreign to come into a relationship healed. Let me say that one more time. It's not foreign to come into a relationship healed. <laughs> How you doing? Okay. All right now. So, <clears throat> excuse me. I was gone 10 days as my travels from Detroit, Nashville, Washington, New York, Schenectady, and then Utica. These are all the places I stopped at. I caught COVID. It wasn't as bad, but it was bad. But it wasn't as bad. Couldn't taste, couldn't smell, couldn't breathe, couldn't do none of that. Oh, man. I went into the doctor. I was like, yo, I can't, I can't do it. And I went to the doctor. The doctor came in. She, you know, she didn't have a mask on. But when that test came back positive, all of them had a mask on. I was laughing my ass off. I said, all right, girl. And I went home. She told me all the things to do. Um, shout out to my son, though. He said, he hit me up and I sent him the test and I was like, yo, I got COVID. Uh, within a day or two, I get this big package in the mail. It's water. It is uh, herbs and teas and tinctures. And I was like, wow, wow. Uh, Didi, my two daughters that live up here, they was like, you're quarantined. You, you, you just... You're locked up. We'll put money on your commissary. I was like, what? They would drop off packages at my door. And my other daughter, she lives across the hall from me. And they would knock on my door and leave it in the hallway. (laughs) 
And I was like, I can't take it. You know, 10 days in the house. I was like, I can't take it. I got to go outside. And it was like, you can't. You're quarantined. That's the reason why you caught it. Somebody couldn't take it. And they went outside and, you're, and you got caught. I was like, wow. Oh, my God. But at the end of the day, I learned a lot of things. And Sally, she learned so much. You see the things that you do. You hold yourself accountable. Downloads, man, all of that. Whatever you want to call them. And I I saw a whole thing. I saw a lot of shit that I wasn't doing right. Online as well as off. Organizing myself is the top priority. Pouring into people is great. But I always have to pour into me first. And I used to say it. And it sounds great when you say it. But I wasn't doing it. I was still pouring to other people real quick. Oh, what do you need? Oh, my God. So I had to. Now, shout out to Mama Star, Lizzie, always, my goddaughter that I love, and all of those that hit me up, that made sure I had finances, I didn't lose anything. Man, the support and the love I got from people, it still warms and melts my heart each and every time. It does. It warms and melts my heart because when you think that you're not doing anything or, you know, you think sometimes you're by yourself and no one is there. Man, when I tell you God and Egon spirit will show you just how much love and how much of an impact you are to people. Mama Star would write me every fucking morning. And or even twice, three times out of the day, you okay, you eating like those. Are, and it's never people that you would think that would have your back. Never. And I'm not mad at those people because that's not how they're, they're built. But when you're in a dark place or you're sick and you're hurting, when people don't see your online presence or they like, hey, I ain't heard from her. Wait a minute. Hey. And they hit you up. Hey, what's going on? Through your cell phone, through your Facebook, they hit you up. They don't just say, hey, you doing good? Hey, call me. What's going on? Hey. Like they care. They care. And those are the people you shine on without a doubt. You know, my mother and them used to always say, you never bite the hand that feeds you. I never understood that. But I'm I'm a I'ma improve on that. Or expound on that. Or not even change the narrative, because the narrative itself is true. Do not turn against those that show you genuine love, that show you support, that show you that they're in your corner. Don't allow folks to uh Get in your ear and talk about anyone that shows you support. For real. Shut it down before it happens. Let me let me say something about Kirk, right? AKA Hoodoo Sin Moise. Sin would live on his phone, right? Ibae. And blessings to him. And rest in peace. Sin would get on his phone. You would see him with the red cup, the cigarette, and his phone. Sin would text people. That you wouldn't even think sin knew. Sin would make sure people were good. 
He didn't. Sometimes he had to talk to you for a month, two months, six weeks. But he, you'll get a text, you'll get an email, you'll get something. Sometimes you even get cash in your PayPal. Be like, wait, hold on, why you said that? Just because. That was sin. And for people to say, oh, this is my best friend, this is, this is. I, I don't need to toot my horn. I don't need to show you 90,000 pictures with him. I don't need to be like, he loved me the most. I don't need none of that. Because I know, and before he died, he knew the relationship that we had. And I'm forever grateful for that. And like I said, he did something so amazing for me. That that's what friendship is. Because in return, we, we, we made sure we were great. So y'all people, honor those. Because time is something that we don't have. So honor them while they're here. Honor them while they are here. And make sure you reach out to people. Even if you don't hear from them. Even if you hear from them every day. Still, it's not a crime to reach out. So, y'all, while I was sick, I came up with an idea of a six-week series. Healing. Forgiveness. Love. Right, I, I was writing it, and I'm like, <clears throat> okay. Um, I was writing it, and I'm like, okay. Uh, forgive me, I'm trying to find it. Right. Okay, it's healing, growth, love, forgiveness, prosperity, and freedom. Right. So let me put that down. It is, I love it. I love it. I, I want to, it is healing, love, right? Growth, freedom. Healing, love, growth, forgiveness, and freedom. And prosperity, right? That's what it was. And I want to have guests on that are examples of this. That will show. I know a, a sister that no matter where she goes, she has so much love to give. Even when she speaks to you, it's always beloved. And she exudes love. Like love in its truest form. And I love, and it's amazing because her crown is about to lie, right? And for me, all children of about to lie, they have such a soothing, mono way of talking. And they don't, you don't see them get aggravated, right? I haven't. Now, maybe y'all have, but I haven't. And, but the love that she extends to everyone, and it's not an act. Everywhere she go, I'm talking about, we have went all over the place. We have traveled. She shows love. And her son even does the same thing. See, like I said earlier, that fire has to be shown. It has to be given. It has to be, there has to be an example of it. And she's an, she's an example. So she's one of the guests that I reached out to and she accepted. My son 
is going to be my first guest, and it talks about healing. We all know the things that happen between me and my son and all those other parties, right? And I remember, right, man, my blessings to your ancestors, right? So I remember when I was in here and I was so angry. I was mad. I was fucking mad. I was livid. And because this is my son and we weren't speaking, we were saying very mean things on the internet, uh, him and his posse and me by myself. And I felt so betrayed. I felt hurt because my son choosed others over me. I felt wrong and I felt like, you know, how can how can it be so easy for someone to come in and separate a mother and a child? I tell you no lie, I heard my mother's voice as clear as day and I was bawling in here. She said, as long as my blood runs through any of their veins, they know how to come home. I remember my mother saying that to my sister-in-law. My sister-in-law, Tressie, told my mother, because my mother had a big argument, and she told my mother, she said, you'll never see your grandkids. Never. I'm never bringing them back. Now, most people that I ever encountered would be like, fuck you, and take those kids, and they ain't got to come back. My mother let out a laughter that was amazing. I've never heard my mother laugh like that. And she looked at Trusty. She said, as long as my blood runs through their veins, they'll always remember home. She said, and that's a fact. And Trusty walked her off. Samantha was 10. Samantha was 12 years old. She came out there with her friend. They was living in the Bronx on Ogden Avenue where they still live. She came all the way to Jamaica, Queens. She walked in the door. I said, hey. Your mother here? Like, she said, no. She said, ain't nobody keeping me away from my grandmother. My mother was laying on the couch. She turned around. She looked. She said, it's something in the foot. It's something back there for you to eat if you want something. Or you want to go to the store? She handed Samantha five out. Samantha went around the corner, got her some juice on her little friend. And they partied out there and everything. And I looked at her. I said, lady, she said, I could be dead and gone. The same way my mother and them tell me, I'm telling y'all, as long as my blood runs through their body, (laughs) they know how to come home. When I heard my mother's voice say that, the tears rolled and I continued to live my life. And my son had texted me and we called and we spoke. Not too much. Then I came out to New York, to Queens, and we hung out. And we spoke. Not too much, but it still, it was emotional. And then we started, you know. Um, I am, then my, as I said, my family. Because, see, when you're in a war and family members that don't like you, my cousin's daughter and all of them, they seem to gaslight. So as well, like anybody, right? I can't get mad. My son might have reached out to them and told them all kinds of things. I, it don't bother me, right? So my aunt died. And everybody had to come to my brother's house. 
right? So, yeah, my family from New Orleans come up, like everybody. So it wasn't, like I said, it was online. So it wasn't uh, foreign to know that, you know, Donna, Ifa Bayo, and her son are at war, right? We don't know the full story. Uh, we saw her video. We saw all the posts he was saying. We saw what this girl, we don't know her, but what she was saying. So people were, they were vested in that, right? People just got vested in it. So my, my brother called me. He said, listen, you know, Aunt Pat died. Daquan will be here. I said, okay, right? So never forget, we're sitting at the table in the living room in my brother's house. So it was me, my cousin Fatty, my cousin Lisa, like we was all sitting around. So here's my cousin Renee's daughter. Oh, yeah, my cousin Daquan is coming. Oh, it's about to be lit. So my brother, you know, he came. He said, you okay? I said, why wouldn't I be? Now, unbeknownst to me, they all assume, right, that my son is going to come in there and curse me out and tell everybody how bad of a mother I was and how fucked up I was. Oh, she was ready. They were ready. I'm breathing. My son walked in the door, right? Now, mind you, I've seen them, but I haven't seen them in a while because I, I live upstate. So he walked in the door and he saw me and he said, Benicion. I said, Santo. And he looked at Shanae, right? My cousin's daughter and all of them. He said, I have to respect her crown before anything else. He said, that's still my mother. And we all spoke about religion and life. I tell you no lie, she got up, she went upstairs and she went in the other room. She wasn't a part of that conversation. Those that needed to hear it from my, my brother's wife is a minister. My cousin, he preaches. My other cousin, she was there. And, you know, all that came to the house, we had a good conversation about spirituality, religion. My son explained, he was like, this is what my mother does. This is the journey I'm on. So at that moment, right, we all was on one accord, right? And... My brother, Robert, said something that was so amazing. He said, besides the funeral, because we was going back to back. My aunt passed away, and then my mother's best friend passed away. So Friday was one funeral, Saturday was the other. And my brother said, you know, our mother made it so that no matter what, we can be arguing with each other, we can curse each other out, we can tear each other to fuck up, fight, shit, sometimes shed blood. But that lady going to make sure that we come back together under one roof. Now, I love my mother. We didn't always see eye to eye. I was 14 years old out there screwing. I had a son. Um, I hung out. I sold drugs. I pimped people. Shit, I was doing all kinds of things. Doesn't mean I didn't love my mother. And doesn't mean that she didn't love me. Now, did she understand all the things that I was doing? No, no, not at all. Did she agree with majority of the shit I did? Hell no, hell no. I'm not going to say I didn't care. That's something that I would never say because it never belongs to God and not man. But at the end of the day, I know that before she died, she did love me. I know that beyond 
anything from living to the grave. I have a great respect and I love my mother. Why? My mother was raped and had to bear a child because they didn't believe in abortions and they didn't have the money. So my mother had to have a child from rape. At first, my grandmother and them had him. For a long time, we thought our brother Robert Earl was our cousin. We didn't think he was our brother because he didn't, he didn't grow up with us at first. It was always my sister Denise, my brother Man, my brother Iron Horse, and me. And then my mother went and got her son. She never treated him differently. She didn't tell us he was a child of rape. But I know my mother had mental as well as physical pain and suffering she had to endure. I wouldn't wish that on anyone in this life. But to love a child that you were violated from speaks volumes to me. But it also says there's a lot of trauma and hurt and bitterness. Did she always do the right thing? Hell no. She cursed us out. Cursed us out. We, we, I don't ever uh, take offense when somebody cursed at me. My mother calls us every child and every curse name in the book. Y'all bitches better get up. What? She didn't, she didn't stop us from hanging out. She didn't stop us from doing anything. Um, but she had some rules that we had to follow no matter what. We couldn't hang out with her. Mother and child don't hang out together. I remember coming in the club. I saw my mother there. I turned my ass around and left and went somewhere else. I remember my friends and them and my god sister was like, why you not, why you not going there? Because my mother's in there and she been to whoop my ass. So ain't no need. I don't party and drink with my mama. My mother had another rule that she took to heart. And I do too. Don't add children in adult shit. I don't give a fuck if your children are grown. They're still your children. They don't get involved in anything that has to do with adults. Now, no, I'm not going to sit there and feed your kids unless they're hungry. I'll buy them something. But I won't see them hurt. And I'm not going to sit there and dog your parent out because I don't like you. No, not at all. Never. And I will never, it never belongs to God. I will never tell a kid or even adult. Oh, uh, don't tell your mother we ain't talking, that we talking. I would not do, that's me. I'm letting you know who I am, right? I can't speak for anyone else. And I will never do anything without a mother's blessing. I'm not. I'm even, even now in this religion, I remember seeing, small note, my godmother, it was a little girl getting, getting initiated, and they were preparing her. My godmother said, uh-uh, come, come, took the girl and the mama. And was like, here, you stand here. And made sure that mama watched everything. She told the dude, she said, no, you ain't in there. Even with the little boy, she said, uh-uh, all y'all women get out. Mm-mm. I love her for that. I love her for that. And I, I want to always continue that part. If you are a mother, whether you are crowned or not. No, 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 baby. Listen, it might be certain things you have to close your eyes. But guess what? I'm not going to leave your kid's side. But when it's can and I ask, let the mother stand right here. I am not doing anything without the mother's blessings. Now, if you don't get along with your mother or your mother's deceased, if there's no reconciliation where you can't go back and reconcile and y'all ain't doing therapy and it's just it, then I got to respect your wishes. But if there's no beef because I don't like you, hell no. Get the blessings of your mother. Ma'am, you can come. I will put my... Be- I have a god brother's name is Malcolm. One One person had told him... Oh, uh, 
she she ain't she ain't gonna uh do right. My God brother said a lot of things I could say about her, but the one thing I will say is she loved this religion and spirituality so much. If she she herself, if she don't get along with you, she'll remove herself. He said, but she will put all beef and anything aside because she loves this and she will make sure that you have the best experience in spirituality. That's one thing that I live by. Because I've seen my mother, I've seen my godmother, I've seen so many women do it. And they didn't have ill intentions, not an evil, wicked bone, none of that. They put their beef aside and they took care of what needed to be taken care of. i seen my mother and father argue with each other, but when one of those kids get hurt, they put that shit aside and they stand tall. That's what I'm used to. I don't like my ex-husband, Roosevelt. It is not a secret. But I will put my beef aside if there's something that has to be done for Didi. I, I, I will. Because that's what I was taught. That's how I was brought up. I'm not saying it works for everybody. Because some people like to hold on to things. But when you forgive, oh, you know that saying, you can forgive, but don't forget... I'm not going to let a snake come back, but I ain't going to hold that. You ain't going to weigh me down with all that unnecessary baggage. Why? <laughs> For what? I'm going to live my goddamn life. I didn't forgive just to say I'm a punk or I'm soft. I forgave because I don't need to hold that no more. <laughs> I need to release that shit. I'm telling y'all today, forgiveness is real. And healing from it. Healing. So that's why my son is my first guest. It's going to be raw. It's going to be emotional. It may be things said, and y'all might say, oh, shit, I ain't know that about Ephi Bay. Oh, wow. I don't need y'all to look at my son and be like, oh, well, he's a fucked up kid or she's a bad mom. No, it's all about healing. And healing comes with first communication. Owning, holding yourself accountable, listening, giving space, <laughs> and finally letting go. Let it go. I didn't prompt him. I told him, I said, whatever comes up, let's talk about it. I didn't prompt him. I didn't say, oh, you can't say this. I want you to be able to voice whatever the fuck you got to say. Don't hold back. For what? We can agree to disagree, but always come with respect. That's it. That's all. I unblock so many people so they can see it. They can see it. I'm not here to hide anything. I'm not a fucking secret. I'm a grown woman doing grown things. I've sat in silence and I've seen myself. I can't speak for y'all. I've seen myself. I always tell people, you want to know what's going on in your life? Walk in the room, greet everybody. Don't pull out your phone and just sit down. Try it. When next family gathering or whatever, greet everybody. Always be respectful. Walk in there, greet, and sit down. You ain't got to say nothing. Just sit down and listen. Don't pull out your phone. Just listen. Guarantee you somebody's going to walk up. What's wrong? What's the matter? You heard what happened? What's wrong? You in your feelings? What you heard? Those are the people you laugh at. But the one that say, God damn, all she did was walk in the room and be quiet. What the fuck is wrong with y'all? That's the one that you hang with. That's the one that you keep close to. Why? Because they're observing. 
They see everything. They already know who they are. They didn't come here to say, I love my family, but I'm not going to give up who I am. I'm an individual. I love myself. I love my peace. I set healthy boundaries. I am who I am with room of growth. I always tell people, I always have a, a cup, but I have enough space in there to learn something new. I'm not going to sit here and say, I know everything or I know everything. No, I don't. I don't. Yesterday, I had the pleasure of learning. I felt like a kid in the candy store. I didn't do anything I was supposed to do. I was supposed to. Now, yesterday, I was supposed to <coughs> prepare, write down what I'm supposed to talk about, uh, go and get my uh, results from being COVID-free to uh, start mopping, cleaning up. It was a Tuesday. Get everything in order. Make sure all my paperwork was done. And all of that, right? I got on the phone. I can say from that first time to maybe about 10, 11 o'clock, I was a student in class. I was so happy. I was so amazed. I was so elevated. I was so grateful because... When you think your spirits or your Arisha or no one is listening, they are. And I remember sitting in here saying, yo, y'all, y'all got to help me. Because there's some things I don't know and I need to know so I can move forward. I need to know what it is that I'm doing and what I'm not doing. I need clarity because I'm just going without uh, instructions. There's no secret that I, you know, I'm no longer associated with my godmother and I love her. I love her. I love her and respect her. But when you move on from people, it doesn't mean that you hate them, that you're out to get them or that you're going to do something to them. No. Sometimes that ride stops. You're in people's lives for lessons and blessings. I'm happy for every lesson and blessing that I got. And now I moved on. I haven't found a godparent yet. I'm waiting because Oshun knows where I need to be, you know, and Egun know where I need to be. So I'm in no rush. I still have my godfather in Ifa, and I'm forever grateful. So when I know I need anything, I know I can go and call him, and he's always there. So I'm okay. But I also needed to know some things of myself. And... When I tell you, I was so happy and so grateful. I was so ecstatic that it was amazing for me. And it wasn't a reading. Don't get it twisted. Y'all already know who I am. Mm -mm. If I need a reading, I know to sit at the feet of a ruler. I I know where I need to go. If I need Apollo reading, I go to my Tata. I don't don't need to to go and solicit readings. Nah, that's not me. But it was conversations that were so amazing, so amazing. And I'm grateful. I am forever grateful for the conversation. I'm serious. I'm forever grateful. But as I said, healing, love, freedom, growth, forgiveness, and prosperity. Six weeks, six weeks, a series of healing, love, freedom, growth, forgiveness, and prosperity. You'll get different people, and they will share their experience. 
But the topic will be one of those and how their lives and everything was impacted by it, how they growed from it, the lessons they learned and that they can share with others, and the beauty that they now share with the world. And I'm forever grateful. I'm grateful to be able to share it with y'all. I'm grateful that all of the things that I've done, all of the the experiences that I had, the life that I live, I'm forever grateful for each and every one of them, even the darkest days. Those days when I was sitting in jail, those days when <laughs> I didn't know what the fuck I was doing, those days when I smoked more weed than the Lord allowed, those days when I didn't know where the bullets was coming from, those days when I was being domestically abused, mentally abused, those days I'm grateful for too because I survived and I'm here. And my father, if he was alive, he would say, hey, by the grace of God, there go I. <laughs> for real. And I'm grateful. I'm grateful. I'm grateful to be alive. And the healing, listen, let me explain to y'all. Healing is never beautiful. It's never easy. It's not cute. It's not overnight. That shit take time. And healing is not cute. You know, the nastiest medicine is the one that help you. I don't know if y'all ever had to take castor oil. Oh, God, Jesus Christ, have mercy. I'm, I'm 50-something. I still remember how that shit tastes. That shit is nasty. That and Buckley's. Oh, hell no. Hell no. Hell no. But God damn it, you take it your ass as well. Well, well, well. Ain't shit wrong with you. I think that's why some of us, we done overcame so many other things. Because we done had that shit in our system. That shit ain't, ain't ever leave. But I'm grateful. I'm grateful that the healing, that I didn't run from the healing. I didn't. I didn't fold. I didn't say, well, I'm healed enough now. I'll go and get a man. Or I healed enough now. I'll go and, and, and start doing this. No, it's a process. And it takes time. And you will have some dark days. Shit, you may even fall and stumble every so often. But baby, when you get on that healing train, shit. And to confront those things that you refuse to see or that you're scared of. My mother used to always say, just rip that damn Band-Aid off. You know how you have a Band-Aid on you and it gets stuck to your skin? That shit hurt. You be sitting there trying to peel it and go around it and stuff. And be, each time my mother would come and rip it off. Be like, what the fuck? Be crying and everything. It's going to stain. Oh, it's going to stain. It's going to stain like a motherfucker. I'm still rubbing my leg. It's going to stain. But once that air hit it, that good old air. Oh, and that sun. Baby, after a while, it gets its own form of a scab, the skin. And before you know it, you be sitting there peeling it off and it's pink. And the next thing you know, you put a little cocoa butter on it, red fox and shit. It ain't like you ain't never had a soda in your life. That's healing to me. That's my definition of healing. For real. Well, you don't have to repeat it. You don't have to repeat it. And allowing yourself to love. Allowing to be loved. Allowing yourself to love and be loved. But, ah, oh, man, it's all under the same thing. 
and I'm forever grateful. So today, I want to give you a little something, right? I want y'all to <laughs> get y'all a Rose of Jericho. I know some of y'all may have it, some of y'all may not. Put a little water in it, put a little water in it, yes. Some change, but definitely one of those 50 cent pieces and put it on the left side of your home. And every so up and take that water, you ain't got to mop your floor, wash your hands with it. That's your money water. Wash your hands with it. I love you. Catch me later.